0: Look, I just ate some spaghetti out the air fryer, man. It's got me feeling really good. I can't cut. No, no. Okay, look, the spaghetti, <laughs> the meatballs, the meatballs are out the air fryer. The noodles
1: oh in the air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> like, this man is sick. Like this.
2: Are you talking this
3: about hmm? Are you talking about chasing summer, the album, or did we have a new album?
2: Yeah, Chase, so I don't know what the song that he sung from. I don't know if it was from that album, but I was just I was like, I was in the crowd and I'm like, this dude cannot sing. Why did TDE sign this guy? He sounds terrible. He sound,
3: I'll say he sounds better in the
0: studio. So okay. it's Marcus uh, Slander's Surf TDE. This is a uh, KTSC oh, podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're a double-dated <laughs> a- we community talking about life, culture, these races of sports, amongst other things, but always thanks for support. Appreciate all the new listeners, old listeners. A shout-out to Columbus, Georgia, Concord, North Carolina, Jacksonville, and Atlanta for being the top four cities rocking with us. Apparently, we got listeners in the U.K., Canada, Australia, Belgium, and some other – Russia. Those are probably uh, scammers and spammers, but, you know, shout-out to Russia. It's cold as fuck out there.
3: It's good, y'all.
0: Yeah, we got, we got Putin. He's on. He's definitely a long-time listener <laughs> of the KTSCF podcast, as uh, we, we talk about his uh, former BFF quite frequently on here. But per usual, we got uh, Marcus Niffles, uh, ACC, AC3 Savage. I can't talk today. And we have uh, the lovely Rev Run on the podcast. What's good, y'all?
3: Just out here reminding people that School and Life is the best song on four.
0: I really do not
2: want to have this conversation right now. I'm just I'm just going to say that I feel like everybody on the Ravens is letting Lamar Jackson down right now, and I don't like it. I need this dude to win another game.
0: Yeah, because he's only 24, and he was just being damned for not having a playoff win yet. But, you know, shout out to the uh, media heads and pundits. Uh, Mr. Savage, was good? I see you're, you're repping uh, the, the Urban Legend name tag. Uh, the Jacks have finally secured their probably greatest head coach in history with Urban Meyer, former Florida Gator head coach, Ohio State Buckeyes. Was it Utah? Utah's? Utah?
1: Utah. Did.
0: Yes. Yes. And I am excited for my uh, my secondary team, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, as we, we're getting ready to draft for uh, Justin Fields to turn our franchise around and, and become a, a big player out there in the AFC, you know, with the, the white Jesus uh, God out there for the Jacks, So hopefully he can make the city great again because Jacksonville is a ghost town pre-COVID, so do I, I, no, I say Justin Fields? I'm sorry. Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure did. Look, I just ate some spaghetti out the air fryer, man. It's got me feeling really good. I can't come what? To, No, no. Okay, look, the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> the meatballs meat are out there. Put the noodles in the air
1: fryer. <laughs> <laughs> this man is sick. This man is sick. Look. look.
0: Hey, West Side Guns, so you can cook crack in the air fryer. So it's so all good. We can make we spaghetti. Hey, man it is what it is. But uh, speaking of uh, sports, but it's real quick, just want to give a quick update. BSO is still not canceled for all the smoke, and I'm going to keep bringing this up every episode until it's done. All that smoke. Oh, Savannah James brought it, yada, 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 yada. Oh, he's sexually harassing his employees, yada, 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 yada. Cancel BSO, block report. He's still, here, still out here flourishing. Shout out my time. Like, they don't retweet him as much anymore. Uh, so I guess we're making some strides, but yeah, y'all are full of shit on Twitter, but it is what it is, but uh, shout to y'all. But anywho, real quick, uh, I just want to do some quick updates from last week's episode. As we had the uh, the insurrection at the Capitol, just real quick, one of the things that caught my, my attention was, the, I guess, the star, one of the stars of the uh, insurrection was the gentleman with the horns on his head. Uh, he got arrested, but apparently now he's having some trouble in jail uh, because he's not eating because they will not serve him all organic food and now they've decided to serve him all organic food so the lesson here is if you look a certain way if you don't serve people you could uh raise your war against your own country go to prison and get fed organic food because that's uh how we accommodate uh domestic terrorists in 2021 so i found that was interesting and then they had like live testimony from one of the cops that was like getting beat up with an american flag which is ironic and uh He was like, yeah, man, like these people were trying to beat me up. Uh, They trying to say they're on my side. We still with y'all cops during the whole Black Lives Matter thing, which I still don't know what that means. Um, And they kept beating them up. So he was like, yo, I have have my gun. I could have shot them, but I'm not going to get all of them. They probably would just like beat me to death. So he tried to appeal their humanity. So I'm like, hey, I got kids or whatever. I guess some of the people were like, all right, bet, you know, we gonna protect you. And he was like, you know, I appreciate the people that saved me, but like, fuck you for being there in the first place. Like, how are you out there beating up people with thin blue line flags? You know what I'm saying? Actually beating up and killing policemen when you say you are a uh, an organization of law and order, which is, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah, like The irony
2: think... <laughs> of iron seeing, seeing all those white supremacists, domestic terrorists, beating up a cop with, while holding a uh, a blue like police flag was pretty, I was like, wow. Out of all the things to be shown in this picture, like.
0: Well, one of the people was a former firefighter that got seen on film throwing a fire extinguisher, the cops head. like,
1: what, what are we doing here? Like, again, we are doing a total effect. I
3: got laugh tracks on your neck.
0: I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh,
3: this,
0: this dude adolf is wild. But Jamel Hill had a had a pretty good tweet, even though a lot of her tweets recently have been trashed. But she said she said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but Blue Lives Don't Matter to White Nationalists slash supremacists. Blue Lives only Matter when the police use their authorities to abuse and oppress black and brown people. She hit she hit the nail on the head, man. Like, I haven't seen Blue Lives Matter trending one time on Twitter but let a, a protest happen or something like that. And all of a sudden we need to obey the police, we need to comply, we need to do what we need to do, you know, respect authority, you know what I'm saying? But these people were literally killing cops on tape and and nothing happens. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's just kind of the site we're in right now. Your boy Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, the uh, young, I, I don't know if he's a domestic terrorist, but he's definitely a murderer uh, who's out there in Kenosha. He uh, capped two people He's like out hanging out the Proud Boys and hanging out in bars, yelling white power and shit. Like, why you got Jacob Blake who who took eight bullets in the back, in front of his kids? But you know, they couldn't find the cops wrong, and they didn't charge him with the crime. So like, did it just cancel out? Cause he got paid? I don't know. Like, somebody smarter than me, please explain this how this works. But, I mean, shout out to KJ. Look. I made meatballs in the air fryer. Now I, it, I misspoke. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 been a long day, but I'm trying how to.
3: lady who cooked the pre-cooked shrimp for like 40 minutes, that's like oh, quarters. Yo, that shit was disgusting looking, man. Like,
0: why are people so quick to get on like social media just to prove they can't cook? I don't know what <laughs> joy you get out of that. Like, it's you literally have YouTube. If you follow the instructions on YouTube for most things, you can cook pretty well. Mr. Savage, speak. Don't say what I think you're gonna say. Don't say what I think you're gonna say. Yeah, don't say that. I know. I knew what you were about to say. Don't (laughs) make sure when you cook ribs, you season them well. (laughs) That's all of us say. That's all of us say. But uh, anywho, yeah. uh, How was you guys? I'm sorry I didn't ask. You know, I I was giving my hot takes off with this uh, stuff going on in the country. It's just we're just exposing ourselves further and further as a third world country, man. Like. It's like Americans put out this propaganda in movies that places like Africa are like living in mud huts and they're taking over the government of other countries when that's literally happening here. Like it's we're we're in the ghetto. Like I can't live like this anymore. It's disgusting.
2: Um, I mean, just doing the same stuff we've been doing. Just trying to keep your sanity with all this nonsense going on. Trying to. Listen to music, catch up on TV shows, enjoy sports that's going on, and enjoy life.
3: Yeah, I spent my whole week waiting for Outside the Wire to premiere on Netflix, and then I watched it and was like, "Mm, I could have (laughs) waited. Oh, (laughs) no. Oh, no.
2: Nah, man. It's bad. It's bad, isn't it?
3: So, all right. Anthony Mackie is already not my favorite person. He's like, Jesus. you know how like your friend has like a semi-attractive parent? That's how I look at Anthony Mackey. Like he's hot for a 40-year-old.
1: Mr. Strike so, Vipers.
3: Yeah. And so I but I like Anthony Mackie, the actor. Um, I like Damson Idris, the actor, and I liked them together. And I don't think the movie was subpar because of them. I think the movie was subpar because of whoever wrote it. Like there was solid action their chemistry on screen was good. The story was just super confusing and convoluted and by the end you're just like, why am I supposed to care about this? So, that's where it fell short was the story for me. It was super flat. But if you're interested in seeing Franklin St. do good with his life and be um, an Air Force pilot, then jump right in.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if Anthony Mackey's in shape or not. I can never no, tell. Like, it, it seems to vary from movie.
3: He's like a, he's got, he's like an attractive dad. He's got <laughs> He's got like a. I got three kids. I be working out sometimes, buddy.
2: Yeah, cause I've seen him in some TV shows where he's like shredded, and then like in the Marvel TV show and movies, he looks kind of puffy. So I'm like, are you in shape or not? Like, what's going on here? Like, he he's his weight fluctuates.
3: Same. So I can't even. <laughs> also- <laughs> uh
0: That some of the more project, whatever you want to call it these days. Even though some people would say that anything put out now can be considered an album, which I. I don't really like that, but there are a lot of the uh, major players out there when it dropped. uh, I will say specifically Joe Budden saying this was like the best R&B project that's come out in quite some time. And I think that's, Maybe him being nice, doing doing people a favor, getting the buzz around the album, but are the EP, because he
2: had her on his, his podcast.
3: And I don't even think this was the best Jasmine Sullivan project to ever come out. So, and, and, and
2: this
0: is where we're getting around to this.
2: I, isn't the best, it this is the best R and B project to come out within the last twelve months. Maybe not even in the top five.
0: So I think the whole like uh, joint with Ari Lennox and just. Mm. the filth that went into it kind of mm. created the that wasn't really what it was. Cause I ran back and listened to it last week. I was like, it's cool, but there's quite a few skips and, uh, is, I mean, really it was kind of sad, man. Like listening to some of the interludes, like, uh, specifically track number 12, I think it's called girl like me or something like that, where the girls talking about like, yo, sex is my superpower, whatever. Um, Pretty much saying that's the only way she can keep dude around. She got to worry about Instagram models and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's really sad. Like, I'm not a woman. I don't go through that. But like what I would say is it's probably not that that's keeping him around. It's more or less that you're available to perform said acts because like, I don't think you're doing anything more special than the next Instagram (laughs) model out there, dog, like
3: no, no, no. I do this thing where I hum. And so oh, yeah. So that, it's special. don't that, discount. It was just
0: like I was just like, man, like it kind of went from like WAP to sap. Like it was really like women empowerment to be getting like yo man. Like he ain't got no money. I ain't messing with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, why should I why should I break you off type vibes? So like, yo, dog, like. This shit is hard yeah. out here for a woman, dog. And you could probably get better perspective, Rev, as the only woman on the podcast right now. But that's just kind of the vibe I got. Because like some of the songs towards the end just didn't fit the whole theme of the album. It just got really kind of sappy, man. Like, you know, keep it popping, keep it popping the whole time. But yeah, they kind of got a little depressing to me listening to it at the end.
3: I will say that Girl Like Me um, is probably one of my least favorite songs. It's very um, Pick Me. And very like, oh, I can't stand these hoes because these hoes be taking my man. And it's just like, is it? I don't know if that's where the blame should land, <laughs> not your partner for his infidelity. And, I, I don't know. It just felt very like, I'm a good girl and men still don't like me. Oh, no. Like, that's, that's yeah, <laughs> and,
0: and I was referencing the the. Yet before that, Amanda's tail. My bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was just like, damn, man. Like,
3: I don't know if we plan on going track by track. um, But I like it had a very strong opening like, one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six maybe are really oh, good. Come on. It's... And then it starts a very slow spiral to kind of being like, all right, especially once you get to like, again, um, like 12, 13, and 14. I don't know. Those seem like they should have been part of a different project. Um, I know that I really liked Price Tags at first, and then something compelled me to go and listen to it slower. I think I heard someone on another podcast be like, just listen to Anderson Pack's verse. And he has such a strange moment where he's like, this girl tried to trap me with a baby, that baby dark-skinned, I'm light-skinned, my granddaddy Indian, you messing with my lineage. And I was like, well... <laughs> here comes the biggest ruining stuff I like <laughs> can't enjoy this no more
0: and it's surprising you <laughs> say that because a shout to Triples and ICJ, She ICJ she told me like that's kind of one of the songs that she liked Anderson Peck on she's not like a huge fan of his and I, I specifically put that down on my list as one of the songs I did not like I I don't like the hook, I don't like the beat it doesn't it's, fit the overall theme of the I, album, love the Peck. I, I love Anderson Pack. I love Anderson Peck. I just don't love my song I think it's
3: phenomenal Yes, i think anderson pack is phenomenal he's one of my favorite rappers um but i there's the song is good overall i think um it's not one of the stronger songs on the project but i think the song is good and uh, that was just one part that kind of tripped me up and made me be like mm, i take this down a notch on my like power rankings of the album
2: i'm just kind of surprised that a lot that, that most of the people on here do not uh, field price tags I, I was, I'm was. i looking at the track list now and I'm trying to figure out which songs are the skippable ones like I listened to it again this morning and I'm just like yeah all these songs go and as far as it, like how it starts to how it goes towards the end I feel like that's just kind of the ebbs and flows of like a relationship or maybe the dating scene and how things go in life like it's not you're not always going to be about like you know whack party turn up all these other things. At some point, there's kind of like that downward slope of a roller coaster where it's like, you know what? I'm feeling away. Like this is how I feel. Like the dating, like if you if you're on Twitter for 10 minutes, when the the prospects of like dating comes up, when that conversation comes up, dating right now seems really hard in the social media era, especially with like Instagram and Twitter. Like Instagram people are like super fake. Twitter people are just like whatever, (laughs) arguing about everything. So it's just like you don't really know what's real and who people really are. And, you know, people... I I don't know if this is true, but apparently some of these Twitter conversations that I see online are happening in real life. So people are actually, you know, first date. Hey, what's your body count? Hey, are we going to split this date? Hey, how much is this date? This is almost $200. I think we should split this. Like, hey, do you want me to pay your rent or... Can you fly me? Like all these things. Like what? What? Like I don't want to date right now. Would you want to date right now if you were single? Because I wouldn't. Seems really tough right now.
3: Do not recommend.
0: (laughs) I mean, if I was, never mind. (laughs) Nope. You know what? Shout out to my queen. uh, You know what I'm saying? But I just feel for the people. I'm just saying, like, I gotta have that part on there, though. You, you just, it can't just be pick up your feelings, bodies. I Christ love the this too. At I, some I, point, there's a mo there's a
2: mo like there's that like that well realistic- no, I, I think
0: I think that could have worked though, because again, in in the age right now where you have it, and I want to talk about this later i put this on the list with the with the women empowerment movement continuing, like with WAP being one of the more popular songs, you have <clears throat> Megan sound except being one of the most prominent artists, period, male and female right now. You have Flo Millie making her moves, Cardi B is still, you know. Lover or hater, she's still relevant whether she does anything or not. And I, I think that could have worked if she'd have kept the EP with that vibe. You know what I'm saying? But to me personally, I, I guess maybe that is kind of the the, the full spectrum of the, the "quote unquote" hotels. You know what I'm saying? Because you have your wildin' out period, and then you're like, "Damn, like I'm really a hoe out here." Talk <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying, like the realization that I mean, honestly, like I'm just out here. You know, I can't keep a, I can't keep mad. You know, what I'm saying, like I don't know. And, I, and I'm not, I'm just, you know, kind of talking out of my necks. I'm not a woman, but I'm just saying from what I absorb from this this project, I, just, I guess that is the spectrum. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling myself. And then now I get to the realization that, yeah, you know, this isn't kind of the life I want to live. I, I want to be the, you know what I'm saying, the only one in uh, on the roster, if that makes sense.
2: That, that could almost, you could almost open up the album with that. If you wanted to go like more linear, like you could start out with a girl like me, like I'm trying to be this mm-hmm. good, Girl, I'm trying to be the, the woman that you want. But because of what you're doing, because of all these Instagram hoes, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to be a ho. So now you can go into like bodies and uh, the other side and all these other types of songs. And may, I mean, you could probably s- switch it up and it would make more sense like yeah. uh, story-wise. I, I understand that. But as far as like the song, like you, you need songs like that. You got to have something like that on there, especially from an artist like Jasmine Solar
3: yeah i think i agree i wholeheartedly agree that i think a little album reordering would have um not that i think the project is bad i've listened to the project at least four or five times like it has replay value it's only 32 minutes but even without that if this is a full you know 45 minute 50 minute project it has replay value um i mean yeah, I would have reordered Girl Like Me just a little bit because it turned into a downer at the very end of the album. It's like, ooh, we just had all this fun. Here comes Girl Like Me. Um, so I probably would have moved that somewhere else. I don't... And I honestly can't say there's a song that I don't like, even with price tags. Like I don't like that one piece, but I like the song overall. Um, I think her and Jasmine Sullivan were a better duet pair than Jasmine Sullivan and Ari Lennox. I think there was a point in on It" and On It where... They were just kind of screaming over each other, like at the, the last like <laughs> minute. And it's just it turned into like a scream fest. So I like the I like the way her compliments Jasmine Sullivan over how Ari compliments Jasmine Sullivan. That's not to take away from that song. I think that song is perfect, other than like the last few minutes when they kind of just scream at each other. Um Ari's tail right above that is probably one of the highlights of the EP. I think Ari Lennox is so funny. And that was just like a perfect showcase of her. Like, yes. Her comedic timing and like her just being hilarious. Um, I really like think that's a her- real story? Oh, no, for sure. She's talked about it before. <laughs> oh,
1: and I wow. I don't
3: who the guy is. Some people were speculating that it might be Lakeith Stanfield. Um, I said it might be J. Cole. I think I just wanted, I wanted to personally be J. Cole, but yeah, I, I absolutely think that was a very true story. There was a point in Ari Lennox's like career where she was wilding out, saying all kind of stuff, and she was like very quickly becoming unlikable. And then she took a break and came back and became, you know, the Ari we know and love again. So I think that story was a hundred percent true.
0: That is hilarious. Yeah, yeah she had the whole little pair where she said, I'm going to quit doing music and she said, I'm going to join yeah. the army and all that shit. That shit had me dying.
3: Yes, she had a moment. And also Bodies is a great song. Um... One of my friends says she heavily relates to it. And so, like, you know, waking up, I don't know where I'm at. I got to stop doing this. But I'm going to do it again next week, too, anyway.
0: Jeez Louise.
1: Definitely uh, tell her a slide in my DMs. Um, I actually really like the album. I think it's top five that I've heard in the last five years with ease. Uh, The only thing that I would even, like, kind of stack up to it, I did, like, Ella EP, I'm Ready, a lot. And Trap Soul is really good. I don't know if that's slightly out of five years. You don't like Trap Soul. Well, explain yourself, Sam. Why don't you like Trap Soul?
2: My mic is muted. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to say. I'm not saying I dislike Trap Soul. I'm not saying Trap Soul is one of the five best R&B albums to come out in the last five years. That's for damn sure. Bryson Tiller cannot hold a note. That man is just talking on the track. Him and uh, Black and Sir.
3: Hey, don't don't disrespect Six like like that.
2: Sorry, sorry. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Bryson Tiller is fine as an artist, but he's when you have a, if you're if you have an R and B project, and it's featuring Drake, and Drake is a better singer than you on your song, then you need to reevaluate what genre you are in because Drake killed him, and he was Drake was singing on that song, and he killed him on that. So Bryson I'm Tiller needs to get right. back. Okay. Okay, but you're an R&B singer. <laughs> like, that's your job. He's a rapper. <laughs> Sing better then,
1: than the rapper. But I still thought he had a good project overall. So those are the only ones I really feel I can stack up to it. Um, I mean, this is, and, and you know, di- quick disclaimer, I don't listen to R&B music like that. I listen to a lot of R. Kelly and a lot of Drake. Oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> I definitely watch a lot of Martin <laughs> Harrison. Sure. Um, so <laughs> definitely I'm gonna buy the jersey this week too. But
0: you'll be banned I mean, the podcast. Um, from the
1: party all the way through. Like it's <laughs> such an emotional ride. Like and when I finally got to this is probably early song of the year. I love Lost One. Like that that song is so beautiful to me. It resonates with me. I love that song. Like that is. The story my song ever. I can't hear. Are you talking? I'm sorry. Barnacle. Oh, no, I was just
3: the story attached to it is really good, too.
1: Yeah, I, I love that song. And I, I really like this album. Like, I have no problem putting this in on Saturday morning to clean my kitchen, you know, before I prep to holler at these females. Sometimes I cut on hotels because I like being a hoe. And I want to go to the hotel. So it, it, it's just a wonderful project to me. I I, I haven't been really into this Ari Linux person as of yet, but because I heard this album, it actually made me reach out and start digging up her projects, and now I like her. Anderson Hawk or whatever. I didn't. I mean, I heard one of y'all talk about him. I didn't know nothing about him, but man, he kind of sounds like a cheap rip off of uh, Kendrick Lamar. But it made me want to figure out more about him. Like it really open my eyes up to a lot of music like this is a stellar album five out
3: of five oh
0: my so i, I
3: hope you I, actually I, listen to anderson pack's music because he don't sound nothing
1: like kendrick
3: yeah
0: that, <laughs> well, that on a
1: couple songs good. he sounded a little like kendrick but you know we'll get into a anderson pack thing
0: the goat shout to the baby goat anderson pack but <clears throat> yeah it's it's an interesting project i'm trying to get more into r&b but I can't stop listening to cocaine rap music. I don't it just it just has a (laughs) hold it has a hold of me like shot of stove god cooks man like I cannot stop listening to that shit. That shit is excellent, but I mean it is what it is. And Griselda, like like I said, I might I might quit my job and move to Buffalo, man. Like I don't know.
2: (laughs) I listen every time I listen to that album. I'm like, every time I listen to them dudes, I'm like, I do not want to go to Buffalo, New York, ever. Not even on a layover. Do not. I'm not getting oh off like plane. It
3: no. sounds like a place dreams go to death
0: <laughs> They don't have dreams in Buffalo, New York. They have dreams to move. don't exist there. We're out there moving the packs in Buffalo. Like I'm trying to, i will try to be an unofficial member of dog. That shit sounds kind of cool. Not I
2: think really that's kind of like the. That's like the. I don't know if it's a compliment or not, but like Drake, when Drake raps about Toronto, he makes you want to go to Toronto. When Griselda raps about Buffalo, it makes you not want to go there. And I I don't know if that's like a diss or not. I feel like that's a compliment to how they rap and their ability to like paint the picture because Buffalo sounds like a terrible place and they do a great, and I've never really, like, I, I, I know about like the Buffalo Bills, like sports wise. I've never heard anything terrible about their city outside of it being cold. But when I listen to them, they make it sound like the worst place as far as like drug dealing, street life, all those things. And like, ugh, no, no, thanks. Like I'll leave. listen
0: to the music. I mean, they got Buffalo Wings, you know, Rick James is from Buffalo, you know,
1: uh, Logan's, parts, Logan's Logan Berry drinks or something.
0: something like talking about
1: the
3: roadhouse, like Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> I like, what?
0: Shout out to the Yo, shout out to Texas Real House. That's probably the worst job I've ever had in my life, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, yeah, you I know,
1: never used to, to have a rolls all the time. Yeah, man. About
0: that. Look, man, that's a terrible fucking job, man. Like, you think those rolls just show up out of nowhere? They do not. <laughs> the rolls take <laughs> hours It hours to prepare. Them cats gave me like 36 hours in three days, one time. And I was like, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot make rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what y'all are paying me. I'm out of here, dog. And you know what? I didn't want to do this, but we're going to bring up the $15 hour thing, dog. I don't care. I know y'all see it on the timeline. $15 an hour is, I thought it was a lot of money. Like, there was another time I was washing dishes for like $10 an hour, and I thought it was bomb. I'm like, all right, cool. This isn't bad. Like, I'm washing dishes making $10. I think it's maybe like just the the roundness of $10. It's like, all right, if I do 10 times 10, that's 100. That's a lot of money, right? Before taxes. But apparently people are, I guess, exposing themselves and embarrassing themselves on the timeline for everything they don't know about, like, the economy regarding this $15 an hour. Because that's kind of what they want to raise the minimum wage to, just kind of give people a a living wage. And there's people online talking about, like, oh... They're going to raise the, the minimum wage of $15 an hour. And then like Pop-Tarts are going to be $6 a box and gas is going to be $10 a gallon. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works, dog. Like, Numbers are hard. Yeah, numbers are. Math yeah. Math is very tough for Americans. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely a, a skill you have to refine consistently to be good at it. But it, I did saw I saw a graphic that a lot of people need to kind of understand. I don't know if it's true or not, but for the sake of this, I guess it is. But they showed like the minimum wage back in like 2009 was like 725 And the prospective rent of this apartment was like $629. And then in 2020, minimum wage is still $725. The rent for that same apartment is over $1,200. So $15 is kind of being generous, like, yo, like y'all should have been hooked us up if y'all are raising the prices of the place I have to live where I'm making $725 an hour. But I mean, that's another discussion go deep into the rabbit hole about people. I feel Americans are extremely wasteful of money. So I feel if you give people $15 an hour, they're just going to spend it on, you know, Xboxes and prostitutes and stuff like that. But that might sound like kind of re- Republican-ish. I don't know, maybe. It might like an elitist, but I don't know. Americans are bad with money. That's that's kind of the bottom line. I just went down a rabbit hole. Anywho, nobody has any comments. Nobody cares. OK, yes, all right, whatever. Um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's is ending. Ah. Everybody uh, shed some tears of, of sadness. Um, I think that now it's ending, uh, speaking of uh, Ari Linux, maybe Issa Rae should like produce a TV show for her because she is hilarious. Like, she is like the funniest person I've ever seen and like her, she'll sing songs, she'll remix songs, she'll just tell stories like that story on the album kind of shows like just a little bit of her talent. A little bit of her talent. Like if she really legitimately wanted to quit being a musician and be like a an actress, I think she would be extremely successful. She is naturally hilarious, but yeah, uh insecure's ending. Uh, a lot of people were blaming uh Candela for it ending for some reason. Like it's her fault that this is ending. It is uh, okay. It's not, it's not it's not, it's not fun. it's not her
2: fault that she is caught up in Issa and Lawrence's toxic ways. Every every person
3: Alone, and she did it
2: every time. Every person that has come into the web that is Lawrence and Issa, they have been hurt. She every single one of to not
3: them, do that and she came back.
2: Every person, when The dark skin, the dark, the dark skin dude, uh, Issa's ex came through, got her, got his heart broken. Uh, uh, what's it, what's her name? Uh, Chase Bay came through with Lawrence, got her back broke, but also got her heart broken at the same time. Uh, what's the name? Dude from Texas came through, smashed the cheeks, got his heart broken. Now, Condola came through, upgraded an uh, upgrade for Lawrence, and she was like, You know what? I'm out of here, but guess what? Now I'm pregnant because you're a trash ass nigga that don't know how to pull out. Like, get out of here. Lawrence and Issa are the problems here, not these other people.
3: No, I can agree there. Issa, um, l- well, Lawrence has done the work to try not to be the problem, but he still falls back into problematic behavior, a.k.a. smashing condola without protection. Like, nobody was like, hey, maybe let's, let's not accidentally get pregnant here. And then That, Issa, man, <laughs>
2: that man, that man smashed them two white chicks doing cocaine with no, with no
0: condom.
3: That man just did you want to do. Like, Lord, hey, what is he doing
0: <laughs> viewers tried to tell the show to start showing accurate representation <laughs> of contraceptives and they didn't listen i guess this is their way of showing us like hey this is what happens when you don't use contracepts. so i like i'd like to congratulate insecure for for showing us life lessons like they live this life so we don't have to so big up to
3: slightly less dumb um uh, <laughs> also makes awful decisions Like being an apartment buildings manager when she was barely like a good, you know, entry level employee, Um, you know, smashing the ex, knowing that she still had feelings for him and then trying to lie about cheating once caught Um, her. Molly is, I hope, I sincerely hope that Molly ends this series a hundred times less miserable. I hope that she actually goes to therapy and listens to that nice black lady that sits in that chair because she's wasting that lady's time. She's giving that lady money for no reason because she's not listening. Um, yeah, and I hope we get to see more of Kelly because she seems to be the only one with her life together. Um, yeah, I'm just interested in seeing how this ends. It feels abrupt because all, this show, all the episodes are like 30 minutes long. So it feels like we didn't get a complete story. Um, so I hope, I'm interested to see how they wrap this up and button up all the loose ends. And I personally hope that Issa and Lawrence do not end up together, but I I think I may be in the minority there.
2: No, I'm I'm also on that train, too. You cannot go through the things that we have gone through as an audience for them to just end the show with those two niggas getting back together. Those toxic-ass people who do not go well together, they cannot come back together. They cannot. Like, you remember the, um, Jesus Christ, did he miss another kid? Okay, never mind. The the episode where they, like, actually broke up, like, they, they did the whole breakup breakup, mm-hmm. they did that whole montage of, like, what could have been, like, you know, them getting married, buying a house, having a baby, having careers, and they had that, you know, that Daniel Caesar song playing in the background, Super super emotional scene, very powerful, and that's how they ended that season. You can't take an audience through that, through all of the journeys that we've been through, just to be like, you know what? They're gonna get back together. And that's how we're gonna edit. Thank you for thank you for your time. Uh uh, thank you for going through the ringer.
0: We know we put you through all this, and we're just right. gonna get back together. Thanks. Well, like no, we're we're going through a panoramic though. Like we have enough <laughs> stressors in our life. Like we we need some happiness. Is like, that I happy to- though?
3: I, I think they can still be happy though and I end up together. Like I think Issa can move away. I think Issa should move away. From LA. They moving away was yeah, it I Lawrence
2: think, was going to San Francisco.
3: That's how I would like it to end. I would like for this core friend group to go do other things with each other. Like, I want Molly to go to Chicago. I want Molly to spread her wings and go to Chicago. Isa should go somewhere else and start her business somewhere else. Lawrence, take you and that baby and condola to Frisco. Um Kelly, you have fun in L.A. I don't know what Amanda Seals character's name is, but her and her I, husband get that. What's her
0: name. purpose? What is the purpose of that character? I don't, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't like her. I thought she was gonna like kill herself last season, where they had when she was. You
3: You sounded excited.
0: I, I wasn't rooting <laughs> for it. I just wanted her. To, I just wanted her to go away. Like I, it's just like she's just like a random character in the show. Like, why are you here? Like, none I mean, of characters are likable. Okay. Yeah, I thought like the baby was gonna be like from another dude. Like I was, I was like, damn. Did you know she's
3: anyways, is that, that Derek is in Snowfall?
0: I, am, in I full disclosure, I've never seen a single second of Snowfall.
3: If you, if you ever plan to start, I happen to be watching, and I kept looking at him like, oh snap, that dude's familiar. He's not the same character at all. Like not even close. So it's a, it's an interesting like switch for him. But yeah. Their storyline, I it's cool. It I mean, it's cool to see like young married people on TV, um, especially like, you know, because I'm sure all of us, you know, either are married or no married people. So it's cool to see one married couple on TV kind of, you know, still be young and very confused about things. And I think that the conversation about postpartum depression was really good. Um, but I. I don't know how they serve the overall story, but maybe that's just because I'm so focused on Issa being a complete emotional wreck. that I'm, I don't have time to focus on other characters.
0: So I, I guess we should we should take Bess. Uh I think I think that I'm gonna say they're gonna get back together at the end. That's that's my prediction. Because again, like I said, it's it's been a hard time with the with the Pandora or whatever, and we don't need we don't need to see. You know, a young black couple. You know, be be on the ropes and not have a happily ever after ending. We need we need some positivity, even if it is toxic. So, I am voting that Issa and Lawrence get back together. They have a great uh, blended family. That they have, have their own kid of their own, and they still, I don't know, struggle. That's my take.
3: My prediction or t- or vote for the end of the series is that everybody is, uh, you know gone like everybody leaves la we get a cool like um fresh prince final scene where Issa's back on the couch. that's
0: so easy and, you know like that I Man, have somebody die like how Lawrence gets shot by the gang banging dude or something like that oh well
3: like, that's out of okay shit.
0: that would be a lot <laughs> that
3: would be a lot <laughs>
0: <laughs> Set of <a> precedence. We go, we go out. We we'll go, we'll go out all the way negative,
2: man. Going out It's
3: huh? like Game of Thrones levels of like complete mishandling of the TV series.
2: I would honestly, I would honestly be, I would be more upset about Molly and Issa getting back together as friends than I would about Lawrence and Issa, like. Like my, my, Molly and Issa, I feel like they're done. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like how they ended the last season with them. Like then they they met up and they were trying to talk and get things back together. I I didn't like it. I just felt like all the things and all the drama, all the personal issues that they had with each other, felt inconsolable to in me. Like it just didn't seem like their relationship was redeemed, redeemable. Like n- at least not that soon. Like I feel like maybe this season, this new season should have been about them rebuilding what their friendship was. And maybe that's how you ended and you end it with like Lawrence goes off and he's going to be a family man somewhere else. But I feel like the end of insecure should have been, uh, Issa and Molly working through the relationship and somehow making it work. But I, I think, I think East is going to, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I have a hard time believing East is going to end her show being someone's baby mama. Like, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't
3: think so. Either. No disrespect and
2: to baby mamas. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just don't see her doing it.
3: I think the whole part of the show has been, like, you know, late 20s, early 30s-something growth and, like, just being a better person and kind of figuring it all out. And I just don't know that, you know, jumping back in with her ex-boyfriend who had a, a bag on you during a break. Oh, I don't think it was the break. Who had a baby while you guys weren't together or trying to mend a relationship, and you being like, Well, yeah, I think I do want to be a stepmom. I just, I don't know if that fits the theme of the show. That doesn't mean that it can't happen. Uh, I can't say that I'd be happy about it. Um, But overall, I hope that Issa and the writer's team, um, Prentice and so forth and so on, I hope that they handle this series finale with care. She had always, always, she's always said that this story has a finite end. It has a a story. So I hope that the fact that they've been planning an end since the beginning means that we get something that's concrete and something that we can all be happy with and, you know, return to and get the box set and watch all five seasons and, you know, a weekend or something. Now,
0: I'm curious that was due to pressure from like other a long list of shows that have just ended terribly to include a few on hbo so most
3: recently game of thrones it's really like, hard to stick that landing like it's really hard to button up a story
0: i guess because like with a lot of shows there's only like so many directions you can go like unless you want to be ambitious which a lot of shows don't like to be and then when they are they kind of get criticized for it but i think people sometimes miss the, the genius in it like i know me and uh, lwz was talking about the ending of the sopranos if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I think that was a great. Have you seen The Sopranos, Ref?
3: No, but it's also been like. Oh years, my god. So I don't. That's, that's like
0: 20 years old, man. Like if you
2: ain't <laughs> seen it. Like
0: it's not. But it's it's I, but it truly the ending. I think is great. Um, I think there's a lot of symbolism to so like music and stuff like that. But it's a great show. I've I'm probably on my I think like fourth time watching it. Like I cut it on the other day just for background noise, and I was like, oh. I remember this episode. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. And I just started watching it again. So it's a great show. Highly recommend it. But, yeah, the way it ended was probably one of the most unique endings of any series I've ever seen. Uh Probably still talk about to this day, uh, whether you liked it or not. But, yeah, definitely try different things. But I, I don't think I, again, it's it's a. Only like the show can end one of two ways. You're not gonna have somebody die. Like I said, they're either all gonna split up, get that together. That's really the only options you have. So, uh-huh.
3: maybe Lawrence will get shot by Thug Yoda.
0: Maybe somebody will get COVID and die. I don't
3: know. I don't
2: you know
0: what? You know what?
2: They better not. They better not I'm have COVID in the, the show. TV. No, no, no more of this. I'm tired of watching TV shows with niggas wearing masks. Go to the damn studio or to the set, take your damn test, quarantine or whatever you gotta do, and then do the damn show the normal way. I don't want to see these, I don't want to watch these shows
0: with these niggas wearing masks talking about quarantining. No, do not do this. I do, I do like, and and that's part of with with the Sopranos, like they were kind of a reflection of what was going on in society at the time, like you know, with 9/11 and terrorism and like. There's just a, just a lot of stuff reflective of that time period, and I think that they could have slid it in there and not been like super abrasive with it, just like kind of made fun of it or made you know made a point about it. But they wouldn't been like, "Oh, Tony's got a quarantine before he goes to the Bing." He'd have been like, "No, I'm not doing that." He, he definitely was an anti-masker, and he definitely would have been a Trump supporter. But that's neither here nor
2: there. Could you imagine if on Snowfall they come back and Franklin's wearing a mask outside? Like, they're, they're like, they're him and his homeboys are standing six feet apart with mask on.
0: Like, I I mean, get out of here. That's a good way to look out, you know? Keep no. your face covered okay. for from the, from like, from the
3: people <laughs> with masks in these shows is that it's so inconsistent. Like, this last episode of This Is Us, Oof. and I, of course, this would literally be a spoiler. I'm trying not to, but Oof. there's a point in the show where they just abandon masks, but two characters are around somebody that's not in their family and they travel to a place that is half it's across the country and they did so without mask and they lived with a person who was not in their family and nobody seemed concerned so it's like is this COVID or are we in a COVID world or not like don't don't you know you can't flip-flop between the two
2: (laughs) I think I think it makes sense on like shows that uh are centered around like hospitals like Grey's Anatomy or whatever other hospital shows that are out there but like these regular ass shows no man this is us, no thank you. Don't need to don't need to hear about your quarantining. You can keep that insecure. No thank you. Snowfall, no. Like imagine watching power. And Tariq is out here with a mask and his mom is in prison with a
0: mask on. Like oh. no. <laughs> I have no I had no plans for yeah. this But uh it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. I, I, I literally I, I missed one episode just
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's easy to it's easy to like just forget about that show. Like I, I had to
2: force myself to go through it. It's terrible. Like, it's I, actually it's actually a terrible show. I don't know what like every episode I watch, I'm like, this show sucks. Why am I watching it?
3: It's awful. <laughs> I mean, That's a hilarious song. that you spend so much time with the show and you're just like, actually, this is not good. It's bad. It's so bad. But that,
2: but this is what I like about what they doing, what Issa's doing with Insecure by wrapping it up in five seasons, because you don't want to be like power. You don't want to be like the walking dead who's on season 12, and them niggas are still smart. out there. They're out there still walking. Like in nobody this shut up.
0: Nobody set off a nuclear bomb yet, just like, hey, man, it's time to go, man. Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> the world.
2: Let's
0: wrap this shit up. Even, even, show, even shows that start out
2: so good, like imagine if Dexter ended after four seasons or after, even after five seasons. That goes down as one of the greatest shows ever. Or even like weeds. Weeds. Weeds oh started god. out
0: really strong, and then it sucked so it just, bad. It just got bad. here's like a time skip, and there's like a sniper. Like I was like, "What are we? Doing? Oh my <laughs> god! Please don't."
3: <laughs> it was it was so so Damon bad. Lindelof though. Like Damon Lindelof was like, "I got a story to tell with Watchmen. I got nine episodes to do it. Don't ask Get me for more of And I, I, I like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, fair. And, there, and there's people out there on my timeline that didn't like that didn't like the Watchmen show i just think they didn't understand it like they didn't have any background to like the original story so it probably didn't make sense i had but... zero i had zero background coming into that show i just
2: i saw regina hall was in it i saw that the dude the dude from um uh yeah that dude i saw he was in it so i'm like saw an hbo it's probably good i just watched it. i had nothing i don't i know mm-hmm. nothing about Watchmen. i didn't see the movie i ain't read no books none of that shit and that shit was amazing
0: yeah, I, I mean, it, it adds context. It's not necessary to have any backstory, nah. but it helps. But I didn't, I didn't realize they're gonna use that—the the huge uh, racial component starting out uh, on Black Wall Street and kind of running from there. I was like, ooh, I know the white people were not happy about this. I know the cops had to be <laughs> inflamed from these white folks. Like, this, that that's shit. my
3: fear for Lovecraft Country. I don't know if Misha Green and that team plans to come back for a second season. But the way that that first season ended and there's source material, I am a little hesitant about what a second season will look like when there is no source material and that team is allowed to just kind of run rampant. Because once I started deviating from uh, the original story, it started getting very convoluted. And the last episode had me like, eh. Ah. <laughs> 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 no, so I haven't watched episodes And starting to take a dive and it. Phew. Right into the ground.
0: So I haven't watched that yet, but that's not that kind of sounds like what happened with uh, True Blood. And the True Blood was based Ooh. on books initially, and it was it was good for quite a while until <sighs> I think there was an episode with some rocket launchers. I was like, all right. I, I think go. when the fairies showed up. Yes, the fairies. That's when the show. I was, was out like, on that one. Down downhill. I don't know if you watched True Blood, but same thing. The ending of that show was so unnecessary. Like they could have ended like a hundred better ways besides the trash way they ended it. But anywho, transition to ending transition, James Harden and his relationship with the future Rockets uh, took off his fat suit and went to the Brooklyn Nets. I I'm confused. Like I need a, I need like a 30 for 30 on just like his weight fluctuation. Like how does, like was that Photoshop? where people kind of people on that's the
3: internet? That's rings I mean. at the strip club. That's I don't like my job, so I went out before I got here.
0: <laughs> but ah,
3: but then they go they play, play a game like that? Work. Like that's, that can't
0: be comfortable. It can't be comfortable.
3: I think though, in that picture that he has on, like the blue warm up or whatever, I think he had maybe like a towel or something in his his warm up to make him sweat. Um. But, I mean, you do what you got to do to get where you got to get. So <laughs> if you maybe, you know, splurge on a, a, a you know, a bottle of say or two fades spades to kind of pack it on. And then once your employer releases you and allows you to go be free, you do a little smoothie cleanse, a little water diet for a couple of days to get that, that extra, you know, bloating off for you. You do what you got to do. He's where he wants yeah. to be now.
0: Yes, he's where he wants to be, and he uh, is the first player in NBA history to put up a 30-point triple W debut with his new team. Yeah, 32 points, 12, 14 assists. Like,
3: what's wrong with this playing. dude? God. That brother said, we're playing basketball. Really? <laughs> oh,
0: I love it.
2: I love, I love it. everything about this story. I love everything <laughs> that is happening around James Harden right now and what has been happening with James Harden. I love this for the players. I love what is happening right now. I love the fact that he's been there. He's been there for what? He was in there for Five years? eight year, eight years almost. I think he's been in Houston. In Houston, he's been there since two thousand twelve. Oh yeah,
1: oh he's yeah. Been,
2: and he's been he's been doing like I, I watched the video where he said, you know, he put his heart and he did everything he could for that city. And I looked at some of the things that he did there. Houston wasn't that great before he got there. They were okay. They were kind of average, but they were okay. But when James Harden got there, he took him to the next level. They went to the playoffs every year since he got there. And every team can't say that. The last eight years, like the Lakers haven't been to the playoffs every year. The Warriors haven't been to the playoffs every year. The Heat, the Bucks, no team. The Rockets have been a steady staple in the playoffs every year since he's been there. He's been an MVP candidate every year. He's won the MVP at least once. Maybe even has he won it twice or he's only won it one time? Once. At one time, he's been to the Western Conference Finals twice. And he came into this season, he's like, I got John Wall and P.J. Tucker, and you want me to go through, you know, whatever Steph Curry's doing, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, the Pelicans. And he's looking at his roster. He's looking in his locker room. He's been to the finals. He went to the finals with the Thunder. He knows what you need to get to the finals. He's looking at that rush, and he's like, this ain't enough. This ain't it. And he is saying the things that we said when we did our NBA preview. Nobody on this podcast said, yeah, the Houston Rockets, that's the team you got to look for. That could be a sneak. Not even like a dark horse NBA finals pick. No one thinks or thought that the Rockets were gonna to get to the finals, and James Harden just had the balls to come out and say it. This team ain't good enough. These and good, suck. these niggas suck and <laughs> damn it, they do. Like, I got an old hurt Boogie Cousins. That's the best player y'all can get for me. Y'all swapped out Russell Westbrook for
0: a more injury-prone Russell Westbrook. Well, that, that's not fair. Because Russell it? Russell wanted to get DeMarcus out of there. because
3: cousins of the also said, Demarcus Cousins said, I'm here to play with John Wall. I don't know nothing about though James Harden. That's cool. They can be a cool little
2: eight seed and get knocked out in, in four games. That's cool. But, like, James Harden looked at that team. He's like, this ain't it. This isn't a championship team. This isn't even a championship contender. This isn't even, even a team that can get to the finals, the Western Conference Finals. They're not.
1: I don't think they make the playoffs. Um, but what were you about to say, South Breeze? I, I thought that was the, John, uh, the Westbrook thing was
0: more or less because of the culture that uh, James Harden was fostering in Houston like I get he's a, a great player but is he out there making his teammates better is he really giving his all as leader of his team he clearly has had instances where he's flamed out where it's mattered the most and then turned around, around the like against the Warriors I, I, I understand that but that's <laughs> that's, that's when you're like to that, that,
2: the but that, On the but that matters game, right? though yeah. that matters though when it's like when it's you James Harden And an old Chris Paul, and you got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson over there, and I and you Draymond Green, and that system that they got over there, where anybody can make a shot, anybody can pass the ball between just me. It's just me. I'm the guy. No one is going to be able to get a bucket like me. I'm the most, I'm the only reliable scorer on this team. And my coach doesn't run plays for anybody else. And granted, yeah. When, when James Harden got here, the owner was like, hey, you got it, dog. Whatever you want, we're going to give it to you. Whoever you want here, we're going to get him here. You want him gone, we'll trade him. And what did J- James Harden did what anybody would do? They took that power and they're going to hold on to it and they're going to run it into the ground. If I'm John Wall and I see what James Harden was able to do, I'm re-signing in Houston. Because if I'm the best player in Houston, I run Houston. I determine who gets to get brought here. I determine who leaves and who stays. That's what you're supposed to do. I would do the same thing. Any player would do that. They don't have any structure there. And James Harden just did what any player would do. So, like, this whole, like, oh, James Harden wasn't a leader or he didn't build a good culture, like, the culture starts from the top. From ownership to the president to the general manager to the coach to the player. If you guys all aren't on the same page, it ain't going to fly anyway.
0: Well, it's just not going to fly in Brooklyn because there's only one ball. You got two ball stoppers, so good luck with that.
3: I Do mean, we? I think that James Harden, like the we rest of us. We have one for
0: sure. One doesn't come to work, so <laughs> I mean, there's that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Out there in New Jersey with no mask on, but, you know, shout to Kyrie.
3: James Harden, like the rest of us, I think, saw the writing on the wall after a little while and was like, I, I can't do nothing with this. Like, I don't know what y'all want from me. And he was like, I can either keep complaining about it or I can leave. And so I'm going to leave.
2: <laughs> you, but you you got to look at what's been happening since he got the Houston. Like, he got the Houston, and then Paul George and Russell Westbrook happened in OKC. Uh, LeBron went to Lakers. Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. And then Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving teamed up. Paul George teamed up with Kawhi Leonard. And it's always just been James Harden. It's all mm-hmm. like James Harden had an old Chris Paul and he had Russell Westbrook for one year. But if you look he at what James Dwight Harden
1: had, he was still, you know, a good, a, a decent Dwight Howard, too. Yeah.
2: But you also have to look at what other teams have been doing. Like elite, elite players, like top five, top 10 players have been teaming up together the entire time while James Harden has been in Houston essentially by himself. So Uh, at some point, at some point, you got to be like, you know what? If I can go play with Kevin Durant, who's a top five player, and I can play with Kyrie Irving, who's a top 25 player, I'm going to do that. Why not? I've been doing this by myself for eight years. Why not be a secondary player with one of the best players
3: in a better city? Harden is without fault in some of this, though. Like, I can't let him completely off the hook. There are absolutely times where James Harden did not put forth his best effort Where he completely, you know, disappeared in moments where he could have, you know, been impactful. So I think there was a little bit of like James Harden knew that I'm I cannot be successful here for these reasons, which in turn influenced his on the court play. And then over the past, you know, six seven months, you know, we've had to watch James Harden and Houston go through a very public breakup and the very like. You know, it's like watching your homeboy and his girlfriend or your homegirl and her boyfriend like bicker in front of you. And it's like, y'all either gonna break up or y'all gotta, you know, keep this in-house. And I think they finally got to a point where they were like, All right, you're tired of me. I'm tired of you. Let's try to get you out of here as as, as quickly as possible. I was one person who didn't think that James Harden would be traded before the season was up. Um, I thought Same. that maybe that would be an off-season deal, but I just think that he forced their hand to the point where they were like, Look, you're becoming a bit toxic to you know our culture here in Houston we know that you want to leave let's just try to get you out and you know that eventually got him to Brooklyn but now you got Oladipo who's gone from Indiana like this is affected you know three or four different teams um and I just I don't know if this was the best outcome but I think it was the best outcome for James Harden um I was just wish yeah, that other teams
1: would have gotten to get more out of
2: yeah I was gonna say those teams didn't matter anyway they didn't matter before this trade happened they don't matter now they still don't matter
1: For Brooklyn, they essentially become a boom or bust situation because they've given up a lot of assets and uh, some decent players. So it's going to be, at this point, you got to win a championship either this year or next year, or, you know, it's not even worth it. And honestly, when I look at it, man, the East is looking pretty tough there, man. I don't know, but, I mean, it's good for the fans. It's good for the NBA. I'm glad that Harden is happy. I definitely don't necessarily care for the way in which he did it. Uh, that last interview where he just basically disrespected everybody in his locker room. And to me, it's like you, someone, I don't think it was Shaq said it, but they were saying that you have a guy like Kyrie who's a little off the wall, very quirky. And now you have to mesh that in with James Harden as well. And it's like, I don't know how well it's going to work out, but it's going to be some exciting basketball for sure.
2: This is why uh, the NBA is like, one of the if not the top sport when it comes to these things like this stuff like this doesn't happen in in the NFL like Deshaun Watson he's not getting traded as much as I want him to they're not trading him they don't have to trade him they have no reason to trade Deshaun Watson. He's a top five quarterback. He's under contract. Suck it up and deal with it and go out there. And yeah, play.
1: He's in year one of the extension. So. Yeah. And, and yeah, they the, can't the, trade him.
2: The tough part about the NFL is you can't go out there and just play half ass NFL football. Like you go out there and play half ass, you're going to die. You will literally die out there. In the NBA, you can go out there, half ass dribble it, kick it out to someone and just stand in a corner for the whole time, not play defense. You're not going to get hurt. But if you're Deshaun Watson and you want to just go out there and just lollygag in the pocket, hold on to the ball too long, you're going to die. So he can't, so he has to play his heart out regardless, unless he goes out there and, like, you know, has a hamstring injury, a lingering growing thing or something like that, or concussion that he's just doesn't feel comfortable playing with. But, like, even as much like, and I don't want it to seem like I agree with, like, because I don't agree with the way James Harden went about it as far as like coming in coming into Houston clearly out of shape, um, not really trying his hardest on the court, he was not being a professional. I can, I can say that. I can admit that, and I, can, I think everybody knows that. But if he didn't do that, he wouldn't have got what he wanted. If he would have came out there and played the way he normally plays, came into camp in shape, guess where he'd be at right now?
3: In Houston.
2: Even if, even if he had that same press conference where he was like, hey, man, this team ain't good enough we're going to try, but, you know, this team ain't good enough to win a championship. He'd probably still be in Houston. So he did what needed to be done. And I can't, I I can't fault him, man. Like he went from playing with John Wall and Boogie Cousins to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like that's an upgrade, no matter how you slice it. And and I don't, I don't know if they're going to be a championship team. I don't know if they're going to win this. I don't even know if they're going to come out the East. Because they can't, like, I look at that roster, I don't see anybody that's going to defend the rim. I don't see anybody that's going to defend the perimeter. I just, I, I don't know. But all I know is it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to see how it goes through the whole season. And I and I hope more players do this. I hope more players start putting, putting pressure on these owners and general managers to build around great players when you got one. Look, if, and The Cleveland Cavaliers... Drafted the greatest player ever and wasted it. And he he stayed there and he didn't complain because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to just suck it up and be loyal to your team and just suck. He knew that team wasn't good enough, but he stuck around. Now it looks like players aren't doing that no more. I don't care what my contract says. If you don't put a good team around me, I'm not playing here. And more people should do that. More, more uh, uh, players should do that. More, at least the star players. If you're just like a bench warmer, you can just shut the fuck up and you know, shut up and dribble, I guess. But like James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, you don't like your situation, get out of there, or put more pro- put public pressure on these owners because that's where the pre- that's what we need to talk about. Stop talking about what James Harden is doing and what he's not doing. What is the owner doing? What has the owner done? What has Deshaun Watson's owner done? Google their previous owner, what he's done in his past, and the current owner and their lineage and the the things that they think about minorities before you start saying, oh, Deshaun Watson just needs to suck it up. Nah, you you wouldn't want to work for that dude either
3: yeah i mean just to button it up real quick i'm very interested to see how from a basketball perspective how they manage james harden kyrie irving kevin durant three players who um scoring in volume and who compromises where if there is a compromise and then like marcus said what does defense look like because you're not getting a ton of defense from james harden you're not going to get a ton of defense from J- uh kyrie irving um i mean Kevin Durant plays good defense by proxy of just being long and, uh, uh, you know, imposing physically. But yeah, I'm interested. Offensively, of course, they have it, but what does defensively look like? Because in those long stretches in the playoffs, you can get rid of, you know, high octane, you can get away with high octane out offense in a regular season. You can put up 130 points and be straight against the Wizards or somebody. But, you know, when it's time to get to the playoffs and the game slows down a little bit, defense is what ultimately gets you over
2: there. And they know your plays. Right.
3: So I'm interested to see how they look defensively in, you know, March, April, so forth.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I said, Kyrie's got his whole situation, whatever's going on with him. So hopefully, um, like I said, I'm I'm here for interesting basketball. It just doesn't seem like those players' styles fit. Like on NBA 2K, that'd be great. Like, that'd be awesome. But. Like in real life, uh, it's it leaves a lot a lot to be a, a lot to be seen with them. So
3: I think James and Kevin Durant will be fine together. I think right, they got history the, to play together. The anomaly is Kyrie. What do you get out of Kyrie with those three guys on the floor at the same time?
2: Someone, so when you have a, a quote unquote big three, someone's got to sacrifice something. When the Heat, when the Heat got together, it was Chris Bosh who had to sacrifice. When it was the big three in Golden State. It wasn't Kevin Durant, and it wasn't Klay Thompson. It was Steph Curry. Steph,
3: Klay Thompson, Klay Steph-
2: Thompson got all the same shots, the same amount of shots he got before Kevin Durant got there. He got with Kevin Durant, so Steph Curry was the one who had to take a step down. This big three in Brooklyn, I can guarantee you, it's not going to be Kevin Durant. So sure. it's got to be either it's either going to be Kyrie or James Harden.
0: And all I know is one of those dudes is the MVP. And, and, but the other guy could be like, "Yo, I got a ring." So I mean, if he wants to drop his nuts on the table, not saying that's a, you know, a complimenting argument, but I mean, he could be like, "Yo, oh, dog, okay. like I got, I got what you want." You know what I mean? So we'll we'll see that. That's who it should be. But that again, man's hasn't showed up to work. He's you know doing doing the whole Kyrie experience thing. But that's neither here nor there. But as we, we wrap it up, we're gonna keep with our thoughts of the week. Uh, Last week, uh, we had a couple of songs, hope y'all checked them out. I don't have them in front of me, but that's neither here nor there. So my song of the week comes from the uh, Griselda BSF album from, I guess it's a movie soundtrack from a movie I cannot find, I don't know if it's out yet called Conflicted. And it's a song called Pride by Ransom. Uh, There's no hooks, it's just straight bars. He's just rapping for the entirety of the song. The beat is excellent, it's a great sample. Uh, Definitely check that out. If you're not familiar with Griselda, which people I talk to aren't a lot of, like, I was kind of late to the Griselda thing. Like, I kept, I heard about them, but I was intimidated by, like, the amount of projects they dropped. So I was like, god damn, like, they're dropping a lot of music, like, all the time. So I was like, I don't know about all this. But I, I need to go back and catch up with it. They make quality work, quality bars. They all have their own unique styles. all representing represent Buffalo, which is pretty cool that a city outside of the boroughs of New York City is like getting a lot of shine in the, the hip hop scene. So that's that's pretty cool. Shout out to Griselda.
3: Um, my song of the week. Well, I mean, it was pick up your feelings. That's what I've been listening to the most. because um, I've been I've had that EP on repeat. Um, but since we already talked about the EP, I would say take a time travel or time capsule back to 2019. Um, with Jack Dine and Alex Isley. There's an EP called Wilton, spelled W-I-L-T-O-N, and there's a song on there called Colors that's really good. So that's another song that I've been listening to. Super vibey, very much like, you know, light some candles by the bathtub and drink some wine and eat cheese or whatever fancy people do. And, you know, vibe.
2: Yeah, uh, mine's kind of in that same vein. It's by an artist called... I can't really pronounce her name because it's never... Never heard it. Uh Asia Han. Uh, it's A-S-I-A. Oh, Asian. That's how you say it. How is it? Asian. Asian, yeah. Uh, she put out an EP this year called The Interlude. Mm-hmm. I would go with uh Get away as the song. Um, it's you know, super chill, real RB-ish or whatnot. Uh, a lot of like uh English. Overseas English uh, R&B singers have been doing some really great stuff like uh, uh, Tiana Major 9, she's English, and there's another English uh, singer, Mahalia, who's really Mm -hmm. good. So I I don't know what it is. I don't know what the R&B scene is like in England, but uh, when they come over to America or when I get their stuff, it sounds really good, so I, I would check her out.
1: All right. And I guess I'll end with um, R.I.P. to Juice World. So I'm going uh, Bad Boy, Juice World and Young Thug. But what I try to do with the song of the week is I really try to, or just me personally, I've tried to challenge myself to listen to a lot of more newer songs. Uh, So I'm always going to go with like new songs. So definitely check that out. Let me know what you think about it. I thought it was a really good song. I know there's a large sector of uh Georgians or Georgianians I don't know what you guys call yourselves that seem to think that Young Thug is the greatest of all time so you know we definitely cut up on this track
0: those are AT aliens the rest of the state does not condone that foolishness
1: okay I really love Young Thug I
3: I think he does no wrong
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's something in the water with people in Atlanta that's all I'm gonna say so Shout out to Atlanta, though. But
2: I'll anyway. say that
0: Young Thug sounds amazing
2: on features. He's great on features. His own stuff is pretty terrible. It's okay. His features are great. Fair enough. They're got any shout outs? Uh, you know what? I'm going to shout out Tony because uh, Aaron Rodgers Jesus. today just lit up the Los Angeles Rams. And Tony says, that Aaron Rodgers is overrated and he only feast on bad defenses. Well, guess what rank the Los Angeles Rams defense is? They're number one. And he pulled up thirty-two points with zero interceptions while facing the best player in the NFL and Aaron Donald. Shut up, Tony. That's why you're blocked.
0: Uh, Tony got moved into the muted section for me recently because Tony is he's just he's so he's a wild, he's a wild boy. But shout out to Tony. Uh Rev, you got any
3: shout-outs? Uh I did. It was a person who tweeted a, an amazing thread about stocks and things, but now I can't find them. They were in my likes. Um but uh I guess shout out to the person who asked who asked um if you would choose between uh, Franklin or Tyreek if you had to say your- <laughs> shout out to the person for being a complete dummy <laughs> well let me let me actually say what their Twitter name is give me just two seconds they are in my likes because I, I couldn't get this is Twitter user Chris um, and Chris's uh, uh handle is Chris ain't ish uh, with the full word underscore Chris said I gotta know who y'all trustin- trusting to move away with y'all Franklin or Tyreek and I just want to tell you, if you're choosing Tyreek, you are choosing to go to jail. You are on yes. your way to the stony lonesome if you choose Tyreek.
0: God damn. Damn, Tyreek. You're not uh, living up the ghost's legacy that's very,
1: mean, so bad.
0: Very, very <laughs> sad. Mr. Savage, any shout-outs?
1: Nah I have no shout-outs this week. Uh everybody just uh make sure you're doing what you have to do to get healthy. Uh you're focused on your money. This is the year to come up and prosper. Um, We'll be doing a, trying to get together some people to actually do an economic centric episode uh, for the Black to the Future uh, that we do with this podcast sometimes. So definitely want to get some people out there that do know about stocks and securities, ETFs, uh, even you Bitcoin people, Forex traders, as long as you're not a scammer, whomever it is, please hit your boy up and uh, let's chop it up. Let's get this money.
0: That is right. Let's let's prosper and flourish in uh, 2021. Uh so my obligatory shout outs, uh shout out to the Ox DJ, Mr. Alexius, stop My Name on You, Chan Self-Control Podcast, I got a Grammy living End, just CJ Duncan Seven, Darkest night forty two, Padre 920 Yes Another Pod, uh Rachel Though, Check Anfro, I So the ROM, King Drum ATL, uh Rise Up 802 J Free, and all the insane uh Atlanta Falcons of fans. Check out their work uh, this is head coach. Yeah, shout out to Arthur Smith. I uh, we'll we'll get to that
1: <laughs> This is uh, KTSCF We out. Peace. Damn! Listen.